Hi, hi everyone. Um, I'm here today with Richard Mills um, from Mr. Charger. Um, and uh, Richard, I'm right in saying you're the you're the founder, right? Uh, yes, there's there's two of us. My business partner Martin Wells as well. But yeah, um, myself and Martin uh, founded the business. Brilliant. Okay, so just just to to start off, firstly, can you just tell me about what Mr. Charger offers your customers? Um, what what you know what service or product do you provide them? Yes, certainly. Uh, we're in a hot topic. So our, our business provides electric vehicle charging solutions for people at their homes, businesses. Um, so in domestic or commercial environments, uh, we will supply, supply and install electric vehicle car charging equipment and obviously maintain those as well. So that's the core of our business. Um, there's some other products that we're launching right now in terms of renewable energy. So battery storage for people's homes and um, solar installations. But the business's core at the moment is electric vehicle charging. Right. OK, so you're effectively helping to create a network of um of of charging locations, uh, you know, on that kind of commercial level, and then also helping people like myself who might be thinking about buying an electric vehicle at some point to to be able to charge that on the garage, you know, in the in the garage or on the on the drive. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's a day to day. Yeah, everyone that's driving electric vehicles, of of which there's a lot more out on the road now, um, and businesses as well, where they're changing their fleets over to electric vehicles, electric vans. Um, or just providing charging for you know people turning up at work. So yeah, a whole mix of of um, reasons really. Okay, so so I'm gonna I, I'm gonna ask you something which I'm sure you'll 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 know some sort of answer to. What what percentage of if we're talking about the UK, um, kind of what percentage of people now are driving cars, or what percentage of the market are electric vehicles or hybrids uh, for that matter? Yeah, it, it changes a lot. So probably outdated uh, even as we speak, but. I think at the moment it's something like 20 odd percent of cars that are sold are electric or some form of electric or hybrid. Um, so it's massive growth, especially over the last six to 12 months, a, a real big shift. Obviously, that's tempered with manufacturers, car manufacturers that are bringing out a lot more models and vehicles nowadays, um, seeing big shifts from the vehicle manufacturers. So about 20 percent of car sales probably and it's ever increasing are electric now. Okay, and, and obviously, as the regulations come in for, uh, you know, you're not able to buy like new diesel cars from year X, whatever it is. That's only that's only going to increase, isn't it? And as as people are more become more educated, I guess, around electric vehicles, that's just going to go up and up, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And and, and people's perspective perception of what the the vehicles are actually like as well. A lot more choice. Obviously, historically only expensive cars, but now that changes quite a lot. There's a lot of availability of of cheaper electric vehicles now. Um, one of our clients that we work with, leasing company Dream Lease, they brought out a massive deal for uh, Peugeot, um, their electric car, £200 a month. So it's changing very, very rapidly in terms of the availability, the range of different vehicles for customers and the price points as well. Yeah, okay, good. I know, I know, I, uh, you know, I've, I've been, um, I've been skirting with the idea of when to kind of get into this you know myself you know because i've never owned an electric vehicle but i'm on the cusp of thinking now now is getting nearer the time where it's actually the right time to do so 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 this is you know this is interesting actually this chat from a personal perspective as well so i mean anyway, i'll leave i'll leave that to one side for now but so to tell me about mr charger then um richard like what led to you guys starting the business originally before franchising was kind of conceived of and 
Um, and how did you how did you decide on the name? I mean, the name's a kind of an obvious one, but but you know, always deciding on a name. I'm always interested to see how that came about. So yeah, sure. So a bit of a story. So um, my business partner Martin Wells, friends since school, uh, best friend. So it, it was his idea about um, looking into this this field and this sector. He was driving to work every day on the motorway, and you know, he was um, an IT consultant. Um, that was his background. I was working in banking and finance you know, on the operations side. And we wanted a change, you, you know, wanted to do something different. Um, and I think he kept thinking, what can I do or what can we do as he's driving around up to work? Um, and that's when he stumbled, you know, thought about it back in 2016. So wow. I, I don't really know what made him think of it because obviously it wasn't at the forefront of my mind or a lot of people's. Um, and so we then just started looking into it and obviously piqued our interest um looking at it at work how do we change our industry that we're involved in and um, we basically just started doing some electricians courses to become qualified electricians um learning about it and thought if we just do that at least we can do some work in our homes if nothing else comes of it um as we looked into it more and more obviously you get more and more invested into something mentally um didn't know where it was going to take us certainly not to here um and yeah we we completed the courses in our free time in, in, in holiday you know taking time off work to do so um and at that point then it was like we set up the website and you know learned a lot more about installing electric vehicle charging points and it was then uh, coming to a point in 2018 where it was like we either do this or we never will um and really the funny part about it is we did have the website we were getting some inquiries we got support um, at the time, you know, one of the big, biggest manufacturers out there, Rolex, uh, we had a really good relationship with them. They, they, they were, you know, kind of helping us make that jump, if you like, as well. And we still, you know, uh, have a great relationship with them now. Um, and it was a customer that came on to us and said, oh, um, locally in Surrey and said, oh, I'd like to have a charger in every garage on block in this development. Um, and it was at that point, it was like 40 odd, you know, garages. And we're like, oh, wow. Um, turns out none of them ever got installed and they didn't have the right supplier. But it was the catalyst of giving us the, the push to go, we need to go and do this now. Um, so we took a leap of faith and obviously friends, family were like, what are you doing? You know, it was such a, a different market back then. Um, but it was great. You, you know, we, we took the leap. We, we left our jobs and started installing charging points. We learned a lot because obviously until you do something, you, you know, um, and you're invested in that industry, um then obviously the, the regulations were a lot different back then it was well in 2018 five years they changed exponentially um and we basically learned everything so we've installed probably over 2,000 charge points personally um you know in business premises and in people's homes so martin and i learned everything which as obviously business owners is very very important um, we actually physically did all those installs um, so, yeah, that was the catalyst of how it happened. And then the journey later on, um, I'm sure we'll get into. But that was the reason why we sort of changed direction. OK, so 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 Mr. Charger, right. Let's so how because picking a name for a business can be tricky, right? Especially when there's more than one person involved, especially if you start like kicking around friends and family and all that kind of stuff. So how, how did where did, yeah, how did Mr. Charger come about? Uh, well, I think Martin's the more creative out of the two of us. And, and at the time, he created a, a, a different logo um, to what we have now. And I'll come on to that. But, you know, it was a car and a plug socket and the lead 
and it looked really cool. And uh, he's more artistic than I am, so he designed that himself and came up with a name. And obviously, the name's catchy. And I think some people, as you say, um, have different opinions. I think some people said, you know, uh, you see a lot of brands where you wouldn't even know what they do from their name. And we wanted something to be obvious and about what we do. So, um, you know, Martin sort of come up with that idea of Mr. Charger and it just seemed right. And it's easy for people to remember, um, clients, customers. So to, to me, it serves quite well. People have said, I think, um, what about, you know, Mrs. Charger and gender? Um, but the thing is, Mr. Ruiz, Martin and Richard Charger as well. So um, it kind of fitted really nicely. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. And uh, no, it does. It, it rolls off the tongue really nicely. I, I agree with you. So it's a, it's a good name. Um, and so so you you obviously got this traction. You both, did you both uh, effectively leave your careers or your jobs at the same time? Or was it one then the other? Or was it all in, basically? Pretty much at the same time, yeah. So it was just, like I say, we, we, we were doing it together anyway so it, it we both had to take the leap of faith at the same time um so yeah we both left and um yeah it, it grew quite quickly we had to drive do a lot of driving so driving a lot of different places different customers houses to to facilitate the work back five years ago um so my geography of, of the uk and especially kent surrey and the coast is, is a lot better than it was um and yeah we, we just put a lot of effort into growing the business um, and learning everything about it in this field. Okay, so so uh, I'm interested to know when did you guys start driving electric vehicles? If it like was it back then? So you you're obviously going around representing the brand, Mr. Charger, and and what this is all about. Were were you th- at that point? Because because you know that long ago, um, the the resources weren't really that great for for driving an EV. You know, kind of. And and so how did you guys go about? showing up yeah. in the right kind of a vehicle <laughs> I'm well, it's a good question actually i mean obviously we we couldn't afford to buy an electric vehicle we put our money into into the business um and at the time it's, it's funny actually saying it now but no we didn't have an electric vehicle i think i um took a test drive of a tesla but i i you know wasn't driving around in them day to day or anything like that so um yeah started an industry without even probably having driven one at the time um which sounds a bit crazy now but um but yeah now now we we do so we've obviously got one for work um a volkswagen id3 that we use um the vans in the company aren't electric at the moment there's quite a change and a shift in that environment and obviously we have to make sure that the vans can turn up and do the required distance um and i say this in in earnest and honesty um vans are also changing quite quickly um so vans are a different um kind of sector to you know day-to-day cars that have come on a lot more the van um side of things is changing a lot but obviously there's some big players out there as well like british gas and other companies that have bought thousands upon thousands of any electric vans that come available so um we are really really keen to move the the van fleet over to electric but obviously it needs to be something that has the range to facilitate getting to our customers and serving our customers um so you know, I'm sure people will pick up on that, but obviously we are a business. We have to stay in business, but we want to move because there's so many benefits. A, it will save us money, um, but obviously B, then we turn up in 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 an electric vehicle, which is pertinent to our brand. Um, and also we can test the charger. There's ways we can test and facilitate the, the charger at the end of it. And we use the customer's vehicle or testing equipment that we have. 
but it, equally if the customer's vehicle isn't there and we have an electric one obviously it facilitates it a lot better as well so that that change is coming very very quickly but yes now we do drive electric vehicles and they are amazing yeah yeah that's what i'm hearing that's what i'm hearing not not five years ago but that's what i'm hearing now so you know it's it's like it definitely is changing and so 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 you started this business together and, and it's it's obviously going really well. Um, when do you remember or recall the first time that, hey, we could, you know, we could franchise this business and even that terminology, like how did you come to understand that that was a thing? You know, that was something that wasn't just McDonald's related, you know, because franchising and McDonald's are what most people that don't understand about franchising kind of come up with when you say what's a franchise, McDonald's is a franchise and all this kind of stuff. So T tell me about how you understood and found out about about franchising. Yeah, it's funny you said that because more and more as you're in, immersed in this industry of franchising, you realise there's so many brands that are a franchise organisation um, and still finding out more and more that it just amazes me all the time. So, yeah, I, I think a lot of your your restaurant chains are, right? um, you know, Clark's, Shoes, McDonald's, as you say, there's so many, um, you know, Costa, you know, uh, you know Subway, etc., and for us, it was Martin and I had spent, you know, a couple of years learning the business, installing charge points and understanding what we do and scaling it to a point where maybe we were getting, we were doing about 70 installations a month. And obviously between the two of us, that 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 was that was a very, very busy period as well as dealing with all the, the usual running a business, whether it's accounts, marketing, talking to clients. And we were run ragged, to be honest with you. Um, and we were looking at it, and obviously at that time we built quite a lot of good, some good relationships with the electric vehicle charging point manufacturers that obviously then needed installers to go and install their equipment. We're like, well, how do we scale this business? Because if we hire a few electricians, we're still only local installers, whereas actually, obviously, our clients are going to want to deal with 10 or 20 installers across the country rather than 2,000 you know, smaller companies. So... How do we scale and meet their needs and the market? We know this market is going to grow exponentially. You know, the growth is, is, is you know, ex exponential um, and, and it's growing all the time at a very fast rate. And that's when it, um, when we're, funny enough, in COVID, in the lockdown, you know, having that lovely weather, but, you know, all the the, the, the different things associated with COVID and, and stuff like that, we took a bit of a time to think maybe that's how we scale it, looked into it more, and it made sense that obviously we can have local franchisees that are able to interact with local customers, whether that be um, someone that needs an in-person survey to go and look at their home to see if it's suitable or what the job would entail, or a car dealership that can actually contact that person firsthand at Mr. Charger to speak about their customers and build that relationship. So that's what prompted us really. And then obviously we started delving into it more and like anything, when you open up, it's like a can of worms. Where do you start? Um, we went to the BFA and um, there were some really good companies along the way. Coconut Creative, they're in, uh, you know, franchising, really supported us and helped us. Um, we've got great contacts with the BFA, great, you know, franchise lawyer, if you like, as well, that helped us draft the agreements. And it was a really, uh, I find it, a really supportive network of people within franchising to help each other. So yeah, that's the that's the kind of journey. No, great. No, that's it's always it's always interesting to hear. And and so when when did you what was the date where you actually thought, 
we're a, we're a franchise, you know, we're a franchise now, you know, we're a franchise business. Like, do you think that yet? Like, how, how do you how do you look at yourselves now as a franchise business? Yeah, we do. That is, you know, a big part of what we do. I think there's two facets to to our business is obviously the head office core operations. Um, and with that, we do have our own installation and engineers because obviously we have to set the standard work out looking at new products, new services, and, and and have a team that actually physically does installations as well. So we have that as our core business, as well as the other part, which is really important equally, is the franchise business. Um, so there's, there's two hats on there. But yeah, holistically, we are heavily invested in franchising. Um, that's where we're going to grow the business. Um, and like I say, our own head office and engineer network is to support that franchise network as well. Ah, okay, and 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 so so Richard, you, if it, when did you start seeking your first franchisees or your pilot franchisees, or you know when did that process start? Yeah, it was late twenty twenty. Yeah, um, that, we, that that we started that journey. So over the last couple of years. Okay, and and where are you up to so far? I mean, you're early on in your journey. Um, where where have you got to so far in terms of franchisees and and coverage? Yeah, so the, the the number of we've got ten franchisees, and they cover um, Northern Ireland, um, you know, down in Newquay, Exeter, you know, across Surrey, Kent, Essex, East Anglia, uh, Peterborough, um, all around the M25. Um, so there's good coverage there, and obviously we're just continuing that growth to build out a, a nationwide presence. And tell me, what does that look like? So a nationwide presence is is how many territories or how many franchisees? What, what does that look like, you know, roughly? In reality, I mean, obviously, we've we got specialist um, companies to map out the UK and, and you know, uh, build out the territories. But in reality, if we get to 25 to 30, then we can offer a really good nationwide coverage. So we've got some way to go, but obviously the teams that we've got you know, go above and beyond and go further than, you know, sometimes they they, they would like or, you know, to service our customers um, because it is a van operation. Um, so obviously, um, you, you know, everyone goes above and beyond. But I think once we get to that point of 25 to 30, then it really is a, a nationwide um, coverage business model that we can provide. Okay, so you're not you're not looking for 200 franchisees? Um, I, like what's, No, I, yeah. I, I think... Yeah, it's a much, much smaller number than that. Obviously, you know, we will grow past that 25, 30, but that will give us a really good, you know, kind of coverage across the UK. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, um, and so as a, you know, as a franchise business, you've obviously learned a lot, you're, you know, personally about franchising. What would you say, if we're thinking about franchising as a business, what have been the biggest hurdles that you've faced you know, along the way, things maybe you didn't know, but now you know, and you think, wow, that, you know, that was, that was tough, um, that you've overcome. And, and, um, and, and obviously, you know, you, you're still quite young in your journey, but what, what would you say have been the most difficult places you've been with this? Probably uh, there's lots of different things because like anything, when it's new, um, then you are always faced with challenges, uh, you know, across many different facets. So we're in an industry that's growing and changing all the time. So, We've got the regulation changes, if you like, um, that are always thrown at us. So from a, an electrical standpoint, you know, just the, the changes that happen in, in that industry all the time. Plus then stuff, uh, you know, regulation that's specific to electric vehicle car charging. That's changed an awful lot. Like it was going through changes, big changes 
every six months. Um, manufacturers have had to adjust to that and change, you know, the the the, the way in which they um, manufacture their charging points or what regulation they have to adhere to, whether it be smart regs, which you know about you know app control and all different things like that. So we obviously have to keep abreast of that. Obviously, need to make sure that our franchisees understand all that regulation change as well. Um, but then franchising is is an industry in itself as well. So learning about, you know, I think people. So obviously having managed people and teams before, but this is different because people are running their own business under your brand. Um, so it's different from running teams in a in a PLC, if you like. Um, so much, much different there. You know, they have their own stresses. Um, you know, they came come from different diverse backgrounds. So they need support in terms of what they're changing into. Um, so I think it's many, many different things. And, and you know, we just have to and do adapt and learn um, like every franchisee does or everyone does in a, in a different environment. But I think they're the challenges probably twofold, the changing environment regulation wise in our industry and massive growth, um, which is obviously a challenge in itself. Um, if you've got steady growth and it's a mature kind of industry, then that probably assists. But obviously, this is exciting. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot changing all the time. Um, and we're a growing business from a franchise side. So there's a, there's a lot of, of different things at play there. Yeah, good good challenges, I'd say, reading into that. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah that's not... So what's, what's, um, what's really interesting is, you know, you describe um, your guys' kind of journey in, in you had jobs that were secure, no doubt, um and and you guys decided we're going to start our own business and um and at that point that was your you know you were being truly entrepreneurial really um you were identifying uh, a gap in a market a niche a, a, a growing area um and then you were kind of putting your money where your mouths were and taking a massive risk and 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 that is a huge risk um that you guys took now and and you've been through it and you and you've 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 perfected the model it's always going to develop and it's always going to improve we know that um especially in this type of industry um but to any potential franchisee um that, that they really most of them are were sat in the seats you you guys were in you know they they've got a job um uh, and and they're thinking oh, i want to do something for myself um and and the and the difference between them and you is that, but they don't want to go and do it totally by themselves. You know that that's where they want the support of a of a brand. Hence, that's what that's what's so great about franchising is you're able to give people that that aren't truly entrepreneurial, and not many not many people are. You know, it's, it's like top one percent or even even less of the population are truly entrepreneurial, and so. Um, but but they'll go through the same process, you know, potential franchisees, they are still going to be challenged by friends and family, even if they're saying we're thinking about taking a, you know, taking on a business with Mr. Charger and, and so on. There's still the question, still, still all of that. So um, the fact that the fact that you can talk to people and say, we effectively we're the ones that took the risk in the first place we made all the mistakes and and yeah those mistakes could have cost us but here we are you know we got through them we overcame them and and now we're a proven business model um again that's that's what fran you know that's what franchising is all about and um and i wanted to for anyone listening richard i wanted you just to 
let them know if if they were thinking about investing in their own business and franchising is a, is a model that they're looking to, to go down and Mr. Charger is something that is of interest. Where's the where's their best starting point to find out more information about Mr. Charger? Um, yes, yeah, so a few bit. So in terms of if they want to find out more information, obviously this information on our website, you can leave your details and basically then someone will always get in touch with you. Um, the way that we do it, we're not pushing at all. I think we want people that have a vested interest and a passion for finding out more about it. Um, I think the the journey into deciding if it's for them and if it's for us it, it is is a two way thing. So basically, if they make an inquiry, there'll be a call. You know facilitate just finding out a bit about them and a bit about us and then it's structured in terms of through you know multiple meetings um at no point do we rush that um you know i think there's there's we get so many inquiries now um for franchise um you know interest in taking a franchise with us huge amount of inquiries but obviously we do want the right people um and as you say uh, i think the fact that Yes, there's a brand behind it. Um, they're still taking a massive jump. It's still a massive change, you know, changing from PAYE employment to running your own business, whether it's something new that you found or, or you know, and you create or via a franchise is still, you know, a, a big change for people. We recognise that. I don't see it as any different. Um, so we, we completely understand from, from that angle because we've done it as well. Um, but in terms of that journey, yeah, that they would come onto us, make an inquiry through the website um, or through the, the phone number or through any of the social media channels. And basically, it's a two-way two um, journey. Um, there's obviously a lot of material that we can share with them um, and access to the, the existing franchisees, um, the people within the, the head office team. They can come out and see some installations. There's a whole you know, wealth of different things that we can share um, for people that want to have, um, you know, an interest in, in taking up a franchise. Right. Okay. That that's good to hear. And and now, Richard, uh, um, you know, if if I said to you, some of the people listening are um, successful independent business owners in their own right, just like you guys were before you, you know, and you still are on that side. You, you, this two, obviously, a franchise business is separate to the main core business. Um, but those people that are running a, a, a successful independent business and are thinking about franchising as, a, as an option to grow, whatever industry or sector they're in, um, what are some of the key things you would say to them to, to either look out for or tips or, or things that they should consider because they don't know what they don't know. You know, that you've been through all of that. So you kind of, you know now what you might have wanted to have known early on or, or, or some things that someone could have told you that you've been like, that would have been great to have that heads up. You didn't, maybe, and you, you've you've got through that. But yeah, what what are some of the things you would say um, they should be thinking about if they're at that? Just in general, point? to any sector, if they're looking at franchising, you mean? Just yeah, yeah, any sector. You know, any business owner who's running a successful business. I mean, could be anything. I mean, could could be a food brand, could be a man and van type of opportunity, could be anything, anything at all. Um, so, in a general sense what would you say to that person they just they're just thinking about franchising as as a potential way just like you guys did um what what would you say should be their first steps or or some of the tips you might give them do and, and sorry do you mean if they're looking to franchise their business yes yes yes, yes. okay um so yeah probably quite a few things i guess um 
spend some time, I guess, working out what you want to achieve. Obviously, it sounds obvious, but, you, you know, I think someone gave you some really good advice because when we first started, we were getting inquiries from the Middle East. Do you want to do international franchising? And and it was like, oh, wow, you know, really flattering. But obviously, it's completely, you know, we're not ready for that. And and so, you know, someone that, that's been a, a real kind of sounding board and our franchise lawyer, basically, uh, she was like, look, if you weren't looking to do it, don't go down that road. So it's kind of, I think, sticking to what you want to achieve and what you set out to and don't get derailed from that. And obviously, there's always opportunities, but, um, you know, kind of being clear with w- w- what you're looking to achieve and what your goals are in, in the short to medium term. Don't get distracted from those. Um, I think also setting out, having that operations manual, so having that way in which you want it to work, your systems are in place so that they all work and can be replicated for a franchisee. Um, and I think probably thinking about how you want to support them. What's the model for support? Um, so, yeah, kind of many different things. And, and think of it, we met a few franchisees from different businesses as well and went out and spoke to them and said, what's worked for you? What don't do and don't you like from a franchising perspective? Um, so yeah, there was quite a few things that you know you, you probably want to look at and look at things from the franchisee perspective as well. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, Richard, I've, I've never heard anyone say that to me actually before. So I, I find that really really interesting that you talk to franchisees from other you know other businesses, other brands to ask them the good, the bad, and the ugly, if you like, about being part of a franchise network. That's that's a really, really good tip. Um, and and as I said, I've never no no one's ever mentioned that before. So I think that's a brilliant one. Um because because franchising is a separate business, as you know, and it's separate to the like you guys obviously got to understand um, you know, the electric electric vehicle market and the charging market and the infrastructure and the regulations, all of that. You got to understand that. But but franchising that's a totally new, you know, that's totally different. Um, and, and so again, you go through a whole new learning experience about the legalities around franchising in general, you know, how to structure operations manuals, basically training tools um, for, for, a, for, for a potential franchisee, how to create communication systems that work between a franchisee and a franchisor. And, um, and, and that's all new. And, um, and so, so I think, I think that's what I think I, a lot of, a lot of companies that go down this road struggle with that. Um, and I think, yeah, a great starting point is to talk to to people that are actually franchisees of other brands and, and see what's what they think is good or bad about what what's happening there. So, yeah, um, but yeah, no, that's that's that, that, that's great. And um, and really last question, um, Richard, is. As a franchise business, so in that context, not you know, not your core business and what you started, but as a franchise business with a growing network, what you know, where do you see success? If I say what what does success look like, and it, and it could be a projection of success, or it could be what you believe is now already su- successful. Um, what what would you say? What does success look like to you as a franchisor? Yeah, well. I think the success is many different things, isn't it? I mean, obviously, you know, there's the financial kind of, you know, growing the business, um, you know, scaling it um, and obviously being nationwide. But I I think true to Martin and I, we've always strived to give great customer service. Um, And I think it's it's very fair to say that obviously as you grow, that's hard to sometimes maintain. Um, You know, so core to us is about, the brand having great customer service and continuing that 
you know, as we scale and we grow the business, we don't want to lose that. And I think that that, that is probably one of the most overarching things for Martin and I, giving a great service, you know, and I think it's fair to say, you, you know, along the journey where things change and evolve, there's always more that can be done. Um, but it is always in our ethos that that customer we want to give the best service to. So, um, you know, th that's always maintained. And, and I think for the brand, that only helps the brand grow if that's at the core principle. Um, and that means, you know, I think several different things. Um, it's obviously giving that customer experience. We've got great technology. Martin's background is IT, which is obviously very, very helpful. Um, if it wasn't for him, I'd really, really struggle in that, in that kind of side of things. Um, and then from a customer point of view, is that, you know, being able to specialise and give them really, because this is all we do, we don't do other electrical work. So we specialise in this. So people that are new to it, whether it's EV and driving their vehicle and understanding how that works to solar to battery and how all that pieces together is changing quite fast. So we can obviously give really great advice to our customers in terms of how that works, which means that they get the best product or, you know, the best installation or, the best harmony in terms of what systems that they've got in place to monitor that. Um, being a specialist in this field means that, you know, we can pair up the devices and make sure they all work as they should do rather than just doing a, an electrical installation. Um, so in terms of success, it, it's many different things, but I think it's, it's growing that brand to continue to provide, you know, very, very good customer service um, with great systems that support that journey. Um, and being recognized as a leading industry expert great yeah customer experience um richard I, I that's a that's a it's a number it's a number one answer it's a good it's a good answer and um and and everything about that relies on your in a franchising sense your franchise network the people that that are in in a sense of the word your franchise partners your franchisees um and helping them to, to do the best they possibly can in that area as well uh, as nationally as a brand. So um, yeah, that's, that's great. So, well, Richard, thanks so much for your time. Um, and uh, it's been great having you on and I'm sure we'll, we'll bump into you at, at, uh, at some point or another franchising is a pretty small world. I, I keep saying this, but it really is. I've, you know, I've been, been in it for 20 years and you don't always bump into people, but, um, but it's been, it's been great to get to know you a bit more and um, hopefully we'll, we'll see you around. Likewise. Thanks very much for your time. Appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers, Richard.